Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host, Luke Anning. And I hope all you beautiful people are feeling bright and warm. And if not, that's exactly why I'm here. And the only way we grow this show is with you guys. So if you can share this, we had Manny down from Australia share it this week. It means the world that we're going this far out with everything. So all you got to do, share me on Instagram, tag me at I am Luke Anning and at the Happy Positive Energy Game We'll give you a shout out, of course, and you'll be grand. So today we're going to be talking about flow states. And flow state and creativity cannot be accessed if there is not a consistent intentional action occurring. So when I talk about flow state, what you, what's kind of coming up for you? Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Have you been struggling recently to get on board with some of the tasks that you've been intentionally trying to do? Now, it doesn't have, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a business person. You could just be your day-to-day life thing. Sometimes you might feel a little distracted or challenged doing some of the things that you said you were going to do. Maybe it's the end of the year. Maybe it's that quarter four kind of vibes. But if you're not being in flow and you're not actioning, then your productivity is going to diminish. And what does that mean? Well, it means that we're wasting our time. And how aggravating is it when your time's being wasted by someone else? So imagine how aggravating it is when you're wasting your own time. It's challenging. And flow state is very much like being in worker mode. Now, Graham Alcott, who wrote Productivity Ninja, and I was honored to have as a guest on this podcast as well, um, he genuinely talks about in his book how worker mode and boss mode are two different items. So boss mode is when you're deciding what to do, you're having a bit of a think about it, maybe you're having a think about what you want to do in your day, you're having a bit of a think about how you want to maybe, what you want to do on holiday or something like that. And worker mode is actually doing, the actual action of executing on the tasks that you're doing. But one of the worst things that you can do when you're in flow state is have to think, oh, what was I doing again? Or what was the action step I was meant to take? Now, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, yes, we nailed the name, is a Hungarian-American psychologist and a distinguished professor of psychology and management at Claremont Graduate University. So formerly was in that position till he passed in 2021. And he was recognized highly because of his access and development around the psychological concept of flow. And by right, that you'll become more productive with what you can achieve by accessing this state of flow. And there's eight steps essentially to it. Now, this is what I wanna guide you through because ultimately for me, being productive is super, super important so that I can grow my business, so that I can help more people, and so that I can do more of the things that I love. I wanna be more productive so that it gives me more space for enjoying my time. So number one step is confronting. So you have to confront tasks that you have a chance of completing. So Bill Gates is actually really famous for this within his philanthropic goals with the Bill Gates and Melinda Foundation of driving the force to eradicate malaria. They have a massive goal, but it's seen as being achievable. And Melinda actually said any goal short of eradicating malaria is is accepting malaria. It's making peace with malaria. It's rich countries saying we don't need to eradicate malaria around the world as long as we've eliminated it in our own countries. And that's just unacceptable. And I want you to think about some of your goals. 
think about some of the things that you've been thinking about doing. One, asking, is it bigger? And two, actually confronting, hey, is this an achievable result? Can I do this if I, not just, hey, can I do this tomorrow? But if I kept working at this and I kept going and I kept moving, could I actually achieve this? But instead of asking questions like, what's most important to me? Ask, what would yield a result? What would definitely yield a result within the actions that I'm taking? And along that journey to that overarching goal for you accessing the flow state, there needs to be small chunk bite-sized items that's going to allow you to access flow state. Otherwise, you're just going to get into that overwhelm of a big goal without actionable items and milestones along the way, and you're going to get super overwhelmed. Like I remember when I was doing my university degree and I was doing my dissertation, and I'll be real open and honest here, I left my dissertation till a last minute. Now, there's something called, um, I'm going to click it in my head, Parkinson's Law, where it's the aspect of however long you give yourself a task, that's how long it would take, generally speaking. So when they give you a whole year to do your dissertation, you can bet that most people aren't doing it until the six-month mark. I waited until the three-month mark. But... When I came to sit down, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to do my dissertation. And I just had massive overwhelm. Why? Because there's an introduction, there's a discussion, there's a conclusion, there's research points, there's research data. There's, there were so many different variables, but I said, okay, I just want to do the dissertation. That's the big old, that's the big end goal. And that's not going to work. And where have you done that in your life? Where have you said, hey, this is the item that I'm going to do. But actually, there's a lot of little mini steps along that road that could be broken down that would reduce your overwhelm. So that's step one, is confront. Confront the overarching goal. Number two is concentration. So eliminating distraction is necessary. So how many of you try and sit down for a task but you've got your phone out to the side or you've got the TV in the background or you've got people coming in and out of the room and it can be a little frustrating when we have people coming in and out of the room and we're trying to focus on something that's flow state that you're in and somebody's disrupting it and you know you can't just necessarily get back into it. So you can also have a dedicated workspace as well, like a ritualistic environment. Where I'm at at the Airbnb, whilst I'm traveling in Atlanta, whilst I'm filming this, there's a dedicated little office space, which means that I can focus that time to sit in that space, that chair, to do my work. But disconnects are also very helpful as well. So I had a huge disconnect yesterday, no, no phone for a good like nine hours. Now some of you might go longer periods with that, but I think depending where you've grown up in, your, your lifestyle, your generation, you're going to have different aspects. Like some people listening to this, you might not have had the internet at one point in your life, whereas I've had the internet my entire life. So I'm used to being fed social media, so I guess, so to speak, generally speaking, I've got a bit more of a threshold for it. But it's still important to take a disconnect so that you can access that state of creativity and concentrated ultimate flow when the task comes back around. And this was really hard when I was, when I was in a hostel because I was in a hostel traveling and I couldn't access any private space for me to really work. Not where there was going to be people coming, coming past, there was going to be people 
um, that I was going to speak to. I mean, forget the aspect of sleep and me not really being able to access that at all either. But flow was really difficult to get into. So for you, what environments can you set up that's going to allow you to step into flow? Three, specificity is an absolute must. So a lot of people struggle to add specificity to their short-term goals because they know the goal is self-imposed and they unconsciously decide to work until they feel they've done enough. But you can't rely on your instincts with this one. You can't just trust your feelings. You must set a goal. It must have arbitrary numbers. Like how many, how many of you have said, I'm going to sit down and do my CV? And you go, oh, okay, like that kind of feels like I've done enough. Or you say, I'm going to send my CV out to a few places. Well, what is a few? A few to certain people could mean 20. A few to you could mean two. Set yourself a number. Set yourself a goal. That way, you're going to know if you've done it or not. So think about numbers, deadlines, hours executing on. The intertangible numbers that are going to give you the idea of, okay, I've been in flow state, I've done the thing that I was going to do, and then I'm moving from there. Number four is immediate feedback that tells you when you're crushing it versus not. So I want you to think about an artist right now, maybe Pablo Picasso, maybe Vincent van Gogh, whoever. And imagine they start painting, they start doing their thing, they start drawing, they start painting. And they take a step back to evaluate the piece and how far they've gone. And they get a hit of dopamine when the work is actually good. So how do you actually measure your tasks? What tells you if you've done well or you haven't? Because without a tight feedback loop on what's been completed versus what hasn't, flow will completely elude you. But with it, you can iterate closer, inch forward and get closer to an ideal kind of space. You could actually create a little game for yourself if you're not an artist. So you could say like, my favorite, and I adapted this from um, one of Jen Sincero's um, How to Be a Badass books, is the concept of just, I'll just see. I'll just see if I can do this a little bit faster. So for example, I'm a, I'm a coach and I create content, right? And content for Instagram used to take me, I remember some posts taking me like three hours and post it and they get like zero views, which is okay. But these things happen. I would take like three hours to take, to do content. But I just started saying, I'll just see if I can do two in these three hours. And then I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And then I was like, I'll just see if I can get one post done in an hour. And then I was like, I'll just see if I can get uh, two posts done in an hour. I'll just see if I can get three posts done in an hour. And this, I'll just see, I create myself a little game flow, which means I'm almost racing myself, which means that when I step into accessing flow, I'm even more focused. I'm even more in flow because I've given myself a little, a little fun, a fun gamifying technique to give myself a way to access and work quicker and more productively. So I want you to think about how can you race yourself with some of your goals? How can you some of the things that you're doing, how can you say, I'm just going to see if I can get this done in an hour? Or I'm just going to see if I can get the introduction done. Or I'm just going to see if I can message 50 people in an hour. Just see what happens. Number five is it's going to feel effortless and you're going to allow yourself to forget the, about the external world. So in deep flow, in that your very sense of self kind of diminishes. 
You should be able to forget about your anticipatory anxieties, your bills, your worries. And the consideration here is that passion matters hugely, but so does competency. So for example, it's very, very difficult to get in flow with a task if you haven't learned the skill of that task yet. So if you went to go and do some coding and you've never done coding before, that's gonna be really challenging to try and get into flow. I actually tried to do a little bit of coding myself earlier in the entrepreneurial journey and I was like, let's just, teach, let's just get an expert in who's gonna be able to do like that. Somebody who's gonna be able to access flow state because they've learned the skill. Whereas once you have learned a certain threshold of a skill, then you can actually enter flow state a lot easier. Now, what I wanna say is how long does it take to learn a certain skill? Well, Alex Hormozy says that if you did 20 hours in a week, then you would supposedly become an expert or highly skilled in that niche. Same as Gary Vee, when NFTs came out, he spent 50 hours, I think one or two weeks in a row, just hardcore, just NFT, learning it. And then he was the expert on it. But the same with your skill. If you're trying to learn a certain skill that you know is gonna be very valuable for your business and it's not something that you're going to offload to somebody else, or if you wanna just step forward in an area of your life where there's gonna be a development of skill needed, 20 hours, can you focus 20 hours this week and next week just on that thing? Think about all your external time. TV doesn't matter. External distractions don't matter. Okay, I know people, if you work nine to five, you might have an hour in the morning and you might have two hours in the evening. If you do that seven days a week, that's 21 hours. You've hit your 20 hours thresh threshold. If you can have the control to be able to do that, then you'll be able to step in and learn how to access flow at a better rate and ultimately become more productive. And this leads me into the sixth point, which is control. And you have it and you can keep it. But this is where taking radical responsibility of Everything you can genuinely control will help you hugely. Oftentimes, people structure and can overstructure structure their days and lose creativity, but you can still access it and still keep it. But it happens by you staying in control. Now, what I will say is, I was listening to a podcast last night with Jocko Willink, who is one of the go-to guys on discipline and hardcore radical responsibility and ownership. He's got a book called extreme ownership and I haven't read it but Jocko is a retired US Navy SEAL and leads CEOs and leadership and he's in nearly every motivational video that you can pretty much find now with some of the things that he says but he also says that you can over discipline yourself you can over structure things where you actually lose your creative flow but what I want to say with that, and it's something I encourage my clients to do, is you can, act, you can give yourself ideas for creativity. Like, like when I say ideas for creativity, I mean like little time blocks in your calendar. So saying two hours, three hours of time blocking. Elon Musk does this. Two to three hours sometimes in his day where it's just set out for creativity and ideas. But it also only happens if you stay in control. Saying, oh, I need to go up and get water. Or, oh, I just need to go and message the person. Or I need to go and check that email. Or I need to call my partner and let them know something. No, stay in control. You said you were gonna do something, let's do it and access the flow. So, what I do wanna say real quick, just before I go into the seventh point, 
is the first 10 minutes of you accessing this state of flow is gonna be when you try, when this resistance from your lizard brain, the amygdala, the old reptilian brain that we have is gonna come forward and, and give you different distractions to try and pull you away from the task, to give you these extra dopamine hits somewhere else. But access flow state, lock yourself in, 10 minutes, boom, done, keep moving. Now, I've actually got an awesome masterclass on productivity. It's called the Super Executor, Super Executor Productivity Masterclass. It's actually in my Facebook group. So if you're listening to this and you're not in my Facebook group, it's called Badass Business. And it's in the link in the description. There's a few questions that we kind of require that you, you answer when you join. But ultimately, it's there. It's a beautiful community of some badass people. I put free resources in there. There's a productivity masterclass, like I said, in there. It's tagged right at the top, so you'll be able to access it. Um, it's really something that I quote-unquote should have charged for it, but ultimately, once I filmed it, I was like, let's keep it here. It's free. You guys get more productive. You help more people. You enjoy your life. Ultimately, everybody wins. So join my Facebook group. It's in the link in the bio. So number seven, confidence arises. So you stop caring about what everyone else thinks about you. Because flow state ultimately lands as your catalyst of self-worth. Because it, it lands you right back where you belong. Inside of your body. In your being. So if you're doing it, you allow anxiety to, to pass. And you're completing something you set out to do. And the more time that you spend in flow states, the more confident and self-assured you'll become. However, opposite side of the polarity here. The less time you spend in flow state, the more scattered, the more overwhelmed you are going to feel. And number eight, this leads me into this, is you completely lose track of time. The ultimate measure of a flow state is such presence in your being, in your mind, that the passing of time itself subjectively vanishes. Because you're just doing your thing, you're just moving your thing. This happened when I was sort of preparing for this, but I did an advanced flow state with some other parts in my 90 Days to Grow Your Badass Business program. And I wanted to learn about flow state. And ultimately, my laptop crashed on the way over, which is a totally different story. But my laptop crashed, which was when I was going to do my initial research. So that meant I knew that when I got into my Airbnb, where I'm at now, is I was going to have to meal prep as well as I was going to have to um, research this flow state as well as I was going to have to research more productivity stuff so that I could perform the next day at 12.30 a.m. because I didn't want to rush my prep for my class in the morning. So I knew that I was going to actually have to access flow state. So what did I do? I went and got my food, I came back, and then I stuck on multiple podcasts as well as multiple past coaching um, elements that I've had on flow state, plugged in, and then I was cooking away and listening at the same time. And I was able to just go in full flow. Distractions were coming. Distractions were coming. And I was like, no, I'm doing this thing. I'm in flow state. So I'd be curious for you guys, having a look at your life right now, listening to this, listening to the eight steps that you've listened to. What are the takeaways that you've got? How can you access flow state within your journey? How can you access the eight steps of confront, concentration, clearly defined goals, immediate feedback, feels effortless, control, confidence, and you completely lose track of time. How can you access those eight steps? Because if you achieve these, you'll step into more productivity and the journey you truly seek to have will be had.
to cop and paraphrase from Alex Hormozy, speed and execution equals results. And with results, you're going to get positive or negative feedback. Negative feedback means, okay, I'm going to tweak something. Positive feedback means, okay, let's keep doing it. Because ultimately, I want you guys to step into flow state so that you can help more people and that you can help yourselves. So ultimately, guys, I appreciate you listening to this. Share this with a friend who's maybe been going through something, maybe an entrepreneurial friend who wants to access flow state, maybe struggles with distractions and would have massive benefit off of this. And with that said, guys, keep being the badass that you are. Keep moving forward. I appreciate you and I hope you have an awesome day.